You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy a special message recorded live at East Coast Christian Center. We're in a message called Signs of Hope. And the first message is actually what you see on this sign right here. It's God Hears You. These signs are all over Bavard County. And you can follow one of these signs to the website to get a little hope. Maybe you need some prayer. Maybe you'd like to listen to one of the messages and connect or even just connect to the community, the Signs of Hope community. Uh, We'd love to see you have a little hope today. In fact, our message is all about uh, God Hears You. And Hebrews 11 uh, is one of the kind of centerpiece scriptures of the Bible of being a Christian. Um, We would say as Christians, we are people of faith. It takes faith to believe in God. It takes faith to follow. But you know that faith before faith must come hope. Faith in Hebrews 11.1, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is confidence in what we hope for. So hope comes before faith, and then it's the assurance about what we do not see. Now, there's a lot of things we don't see. We don't always see the answers. You know, when we're in the middle of trouble, when we're struggling, in fact, right now a lot of people are asking, where is God right now? Where is God in our country? Where is God in our world? Where is God in our situation? Like, did he, the building's on fire. Did God leave when the fire escape? And is he watching the fire from a distance? Or is he here? Does he actually hear us? Before we talk about that, though, I'd like to pray. As we all just enter into a moment of prayer, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? with me. God, we love you. We thank you for who you are. Lord, we pray that you help us with the message of hope, that you do hear us, God, and that as we pray, as we cry out, you are there, you have answers. Would you show us in your word today that that is true? We ask in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody agreed, said amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, years ago, my oldest son was about three years old, and uh, just after Christmas, about three months, about just enough time it takes for a real Christmas tree to dry out, like a pine Christmas tree was totally dried out, I got this really fun idea that we would do a bonfire. Now, I borrowed this really cool fire ring. It was industrially uh, made by, by a metal worker, and it, I mean, it was really big. It was like six foot in diameter. It was a lot bigger than most fire rings that you'd buy from like the store or whatever. I had that, and I set it up. It was big enough to put my Christmas tree that was dried out. And if you know anything about Christmas, about pine when it's dry, it burns. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. It's incredible. So imagine my three-year-old's delight. We're going to burn this tree. It's going to be incredible. I've talked him up. Little Reagan was just, you know, he, his eyes were about as big as his face, you know, and he's just like, this is going to be great. And so he sets up in the porch, and, and my wife sets up out there in the yard with me, and, and I set the tree in, and it's, it's, it's exciting. I'm looking over at his face, and I light the tree on fire, and it's like, wow, this is really cool. And it starts, I mean, it's, get, it's crazy hot. Like, it's so hot that you can't get 15 feet to this thing. And, and the thing is, I set this up about six feet from my house, okay? That was a problem because the wind started coming and pushing that flame that was about 20 feet in the air that I couldn't even get near. I couldn't even get 15 feet next to it. It started pushing this up the side of my house, up the wall. And you know that little thing that hangs out over your roof, that little the fascia and all of that, the soffit? It's running up and around that and up onto my roof. This fire is about to catch my house on fire. We've literally owned this house for about a year. 
okay? About a year we've had this house, and it was brand new, actually. It was built, and, uh, I mean, we, are, we were literally freaking out. And, and honestly, this, this story reminds me of 2020 in a way. Let's go back to January 1st, 2020. What was every message that you heard about? What was every message? It was like 2020 vision. We see the future. It's going to be great. It's a new decade. Everything's coming. That's, that's the message that you heard in a lot of places. And, and I'm not dogging that, but that's actually not the message that you heard from East Coast. I feel like God gave me a different message, which is actually a little bit of what I'm going to talk about right now. But it's what a lot of us thought and a lot of us believe, like, we're going to see the future 2020. It's going to be great. We're going to see clearly. Um, and it, it feels more like we're seeing the Today, more like a 20,000, okay? And that back number, the lower that back number is, the better vision that you have. And right now, it feels like a lot of us are groping through the dark just trying to find uh, something hopeful, something to hold on to. And the second you get a hold of it, it's like that slips out from under your hands. And it's like, where's the next thing? Where's the next thing that I, that, that's going to give me hope? In fact, uh, one of my favorite rap artists, uh, Lecrae, um, I love listening to him. I've listened to him for a long time. My kids love him. He's talking a little bit about this as well. And you, you can go to his uh, Instagram page and see some of the things that he's been saying. But he says this, a couple years ago, my childhood trauma came to a head. I felt abandoned and turned my back on everything and everyone I loved, including God. He was gracious to me. I wanted a transactional escape from my pain, depression, and anxiety. God is not transactional, though. He's relational. I began my journey of restoration. As we approached 2020, I was positive that this would be a phenomenal year, right? He thought 2020 was going to be incredible, only to find myself with more problems, more issues, and more unrest. And you get to the end of it, basically he says, yes, I'm tired. Yes, I'm hurt. Yes, I'm fighting for hope every day. If I'm honest, some days I'm just trying not to go off the deep end and he actually released a new song about the deep end, which I listened to. It's a, it's a great song, and I think a lot of us can relate to this. Um, although, the beginning of the year, we thought, let's focus, 2020 vision, all of that. I felt like God gave me a slightly different word that I believe has been carrying our church and been carrying me through 2020. And rather than having 2020 vision, seeing everything equally, I felt like God said, focus on the one thing that matters. In fact, the vision of our church is one Savior, one step, one soul. Focus on the one Savior and the one step to save the one soul, including yours, okay? If we focus on the one Savior, Jesus, he'll lead us to our next step, and he will save not only our soul, but he'll save somebody else's soul. He might even save your soul. That means we don't see everything equally. We don't see our problems equally. We don't see our opinions equally. We don't see other people's opinions equally. The word of God is the, the most important thing to us, right? We see the Savior. He is the most important component or piece to our life, right? You know, we are going to follow the one Savior. So what if we looked at the one thing that matters? We have one Savior. He is our hope. We begin to see signs of hope when we can focus on the right things when we can see the opportunities in the middle of the opposition. So as I'm sitting there, back to the story, I'm fully panicked at this point. I'm looking at the fire lick up the side of my house. I look over at my son's big blue eyes. They're 
Tears are flowing down his eyes. He is screaming on the top of his lungs um, because the porch was about 15 feet away. So he feels the heat of that fire coming off. My wife is screaming at me like, what are we going to do? Like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Our house is going to burn down. (laughs) All this hope, all this joy was dashed. I didn't know what to do. Honestly, I panicked. I froze and I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And my wife I like to say I was the hero of every story, but <laughs> frankly, that's just not true. My wife, she is incredible. She is, she is just the hero that I am and, and often so much more. And she takes off running right into the house, right to the fire extinguisher, right, that my, my, one of my best friends, John Walling, set up in my house. He actually worked for a commercial fire company, and he set up a commercial fire extinguisher in my garage. I mean, I'm talking like one of those 60-pounders, like, and we needed every ounce of that. She comes running out with this, like, big old fire extinguisher. It puts the fire out in less than 10 seconds. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I know firefighters, you know all about this. I didn't know anything about this, right? The only thing I knew about fire was, like, stop, drop, and roll. Like, we all know that one. In fact, I'm going to talk about that in just a second. I, I didn't know how to put a fire out very well. I'm thinking, should I go get the hose? No, that's not going to work, and all that stuff. But sure enough, the fire went out. The tears stopped. Um, I'm not going to say my wife's anger towards me stopped instantly, but uh, it did stop eventually. Um, and, and here's what I think we're asking a lot of us are saying, is, is did God leave the building? Or maybe he's running to get the fire extinguisher. You know, I don't know. Where is the Lord? In fact, He's here, he's got a plan, and I'm here to tell you that God hears you. He hears your cries of help, he hears your pleas, he hears your prayers, he even hears our angry rants, okay? He hears our frustration, he hears the fear that we have, the the depression that we're going through, he hears us, he hears us. In fact, I I wanna just give you a little good news. In fact, can we watch a little East Coast good news? These are some of the best videos that we make right now, just points to some of the fun things that are going on in people's lives. Check this video out. And welcome to Good News. We're so glad you're here joining us. Uh, If you came here looking for bad news, bad news is... You won't find it here. She's right. Welcome to Good News with Felicia Walter and DJ Kuzmano. We heard from you, and you said that your good news is that TJ Maxx reopened, and God has been answering some of your prayers. Well, that is an answer to my prayers. Me too. Yeah. Man, shoes are so cheap there. (laughs) That's the right place. I get get that mixed up with uh, Ross. Me too. Nikki wrote in that she found $3 in her laundry, and that is a blessing from above. It is like... It's like a gift when you find money in the laundry. It's like, it's true. It's like you're, you're paying yourself to do it. And sometimes I need that. Whitney wrote in that she and Lane are celebrating their one year of marriage, and we are so excited for you guys, and we wish you the, the best 140 years ever. That might be too many years. We heard from Allison, and she wrote in and said, I put up the yard sign that the church provided in my front yard. It was a way to let my neighbors know that I was here to help them with anything that they need during this time. Tonight, as I was walking inside, my neighbor stopped me and said she saw my sign and wondered if I could pray with her. We prayed together in my front yard, and it was an incredibly powerful moment. That's incredible, Allison. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, speaking of yard signs, have you seen the signs of hope all over Brevard County? Those yard signs are really neat, really cool. I've seen them all over the place. 
and I hope you have too. We just had one come in from Charles saying that he had $2,100 worth of debt, but a few days later he heard from his school and they refunded him $1,400 from his tuition. That's pretty incredible. That is awesome. And then bonus, he found out four days later that they made another error and he got another $1,000. So he got his whole debt paid off and then some. Praise be to God. Yeah, I want to go to that school. Isn't that great? I mean, come on, who doesn't love some good news delivered by some pretty funny people, right? And so here's the thing. We have signs of hope. God gives us these little bits of good news. And one of the, one of the things that is good news in your life is that God does hear you. But what does he hear? What does God hear when you cry out? Because many of us get confused about what God is hearing when we, when we cry out, when we're going through something, we get a little confused. And, and honestly, our emotions uh, and our experiences cloud our judgment of how God hears us when we cry out. You know, there's really two types of trouble that we're going to go through in life. And that's trouble caused by outside sources that we can't control. When you're a victim, when, when you're a victim of injustice, when you're a victim of someone else's, you know, rage or anger and they've taken it out on you, you cannot control that kind of trouble. That trouble comes to you and, and you, you can't stop it. It's coming and you just have to deal with it. You have to figure out how to deal. And then there's another kind of trouble, which all of us are familiar with both of these. And if we're being honest, I think I'm more familiar with the second one. And that's trouble caused by ourselves, by me my trouble is mostly caused by me. And here's the kind of way that you can say that, God, I've been hurt, and God, I'm hurting myself. God, I've been hurt, and God, I'm hurting myself. And the result of that oftentimes is these two words, shame and blame, okay? We shame. We heap shame upon ourselves. We heap shame upon other people. We blame ourselves. We blame God. We blame other people. And we live in the world of shame and blame. And, and we do this, why? To make ourselves, in some ways, feel better. If I shame you, I can feel a little better about myself. Because the shame that I'm feeling, I don't know how to handle this. I want to I stop blaming myself. So if I can point out a problem in you, if I can, if I can shift the blame and shame you, then I feel a little bit better. But, but here's the thing. Does God hear us in, through the language of shame? Because here's what ends up happening. This is a very toxic uh, type of thinking. When you start dealing in the world of shame and blame, and you're shaming yourself and you're shaming other people, you begin to translate what God is saying and what God is hearing through the same filter. In fact, when people go through some pretty tough things, you've heard these type of things before. As a child, someone's abused, and it's not their fault. They grow up thinking it's their fault, and they, they begin to make possibly poor choices. And then they think, well, God hears me through the filter of shame, and he's just waiting for me to mess up more so he can point the finger. You know, we've heard that with, with kids that have been abused and now adults that they they're like, yeah, I just, I just had so much shame that I thought God was heaping on me, that the church was heaping on me, that, that people around me knew, all, knew my dark secrets and sh uh, heaped shame upon me. It's just not true, though. It's, it's the process of when we begin to shame ourselves and we don't get free from that shame, we begin to hear God's voice through that filter of shame. And, and I want to break that into you today. In fact, there's a scripture in 2 Chronicles 7.14 that tells us what the method and how to hear God 
how he hears us and what filters he uses and what ways he uses to speak to us. It's 2 Chronicles 7, 14. It says, then, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. The first thing you need to understand is that we are children of God. If my people, like does God hear an annoying person that he doesn't care about crying out for help? No, he hears the cry from his kids. He doesn't hear a dog barking in the neighbor's yard for three days straight and want to, you know, get mad and upset and wonder why you're crying over there. No, he hears the cry of a child. In fact, the way that God speaks and hears, as this verse would say it, is God speaks and hears in the language of humility and hope. Let that set in for a second. God hears through the language and he speaks through the language of humility and hope. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, he'll hear that and he'll heal your land. There's a few words in between that, but if you will humble yourself and speak, God will hear that and he'll heal you. It's, it's literally that simple. God speaks and hears in the language of humility and hope. You know, there's a little, there's a little say, saying when it comes to fire that all of us seem to know, but most of us have never had to do before. You all familiar with the, the phrase stop, drop, and roll, right? Has anybody ever had to do that? Uh, very few people have actually been on fire. Like, I've never been on fire. My clothes has never been on fire. I've, I've not seen other people on fire. I know that happens. But even though we've never experienced that, we know that phrase, stop, drop, and roll. And I believe that phrase is even found right here in this scripture. If we will stop, if we will drop to our knees and we will get rolling in the things that God called us to, the fire will go out. He will hear our voice in a way that we need him to hear it, right? So here's the first part. We're going to stop. Stop panicking. You want God to hear you? You want to move forward? You want to put the fire out? You want to get through 2020? You want to see the one thing that matters? Stop. Stop panicking. Job 37, 14 says this. Listen to this, Job. <laughs> Stop and consider God's wonders. Stop. Stop panicking. Sit down and hear and look and consider God's wonders. You know, when we are panicking, we are operating in anxiety. Now, not a traditional definition of anxiety that you would say is like an anxious fear or worry, but anxiety is a stress response to being out of your comfort zone, okay? When you're out of your comfort zone, you go into a stress response, and when you're panicking, you run to what is comfortable. When you're in anxiety, you run to what is comfortable. And some people run to depression and run to worry and run to fear. Others run to anger and run to fight. And when you're anxious about work, what do you do? Maybe you work harder and you're a workaholic, okay? So I believe anxiety crosses the plane in a lot of people's lives. They don't realize that they're actually walking in an anxiety moment, is you're running to becoming a workaholic. You gotta stop, shut it down, 
Stop running into depression. Stop running back to loneliness and being by yourself or, or pill-popping or, or running to a bad relationship or a bad habit or, or binge-watching or whatever that we run to when we're feeling the anxiety. The house is on fire. We take off running. We're panicking, and we find ourselves in a place where we don't want to be anymore. Well, before you get there, and if you're in the middle of that, you can literally do something as simple as stop. It's that simple. In fact, in the military, they have a training. It's called SILS, and it's S-L-L-S. Whenever they're, whenever they're going through a traumatic experience, uh, something they can't control, they, they do SILS. It's stop, look, listen, smell. And all of those things are designed to calm them down, to put them in a non-emotional state of mind, to come back to a plan of action and to the training that they've been given to make good decisions, to stop, look, listen, smell. Psalms 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Stop. Stop talking. Stop sharing your opinion. Stop running. Stop doing. Stop panicking. Stop worrying. Stop getting mad. Just stop and then drop. If you wait on God, the Bible says you will renew your strength. Drop. Drop to your knees in prayer. Take it to God. Be still and know that he is God. That's an important thing. When you pray, what are you doing? You are bringing your prayers to God, a higher, he's higher, a higher power, a higher force, the, the, the creator of the heavens and the universe, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, right? You are humbling yourself. You are now speaking in the language of humility and saying, God, I need you now. I will be still and know that you are God Humility is so important in our speaking to the Lord. You know, I love some quotes on humility. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking about yourself less. So it isn't taking a poor opinion of yourself. It's taking a greater opinion of God. Humility, like darkness, reveals the heavenly lights. So you've got to, you've got to remove ego and pride and all of these things. If you want to look up and see the stars at night, what happens? The, the, the sun has to disappear. And when the sun disappears, you can see the trillions upon trillions of stars in the sky. If you want to see God moving in your life, you've got to stop, be still, and drop to your knees in prayer. Now we go from stop to drop to our knees. Is it more than prayer? Yes. You know, it's more than prayer. Sometimes it's calling a friend a good Christian brother or sister, you know, a parent, a mentor, and saying, hey, I'm struggling with something. Is it going to church? Absolutely. Stop and drop, walk into church. Worship God. Sometimes it's as simple as having a good meal. Stop everything. Pray. Say, you know what? Let's do something different tonight. Let's, let's not just keep doing life as usual, but let family, let's gather together. Let's have a great meal and enjoy each other's company. You know, it's not just a pure spiritual thing, but there are things that God has given us to, to, that we can walk in humility, but we can also enjoy life. We gotta stop, drop. 
Now, I'll tell you this. If you're looking only at the problem, the world seems like it's on fire. But if you just sit back a second and watch the birds as they're flying around and they don't have worry, they don't have anxiety, and their life's still going. Watch some kids playing over there. They don't have fear. They're having fun. Go to the beach. Go somewhere and enjoy God's creation. Go and do something fun. Go golf. Go, go hiking. Do something, and you'll see the world's still going. It's not all on fire. Stop, drop, and finally, roll. What is roll? I mean, it's, it's kind of like a slang, like we about to roll out. You know what I'm saying? Like get moving. Stop, drop, and roll. If you seek my face, and what does the Bible says in, in 2 Chronicles 7, 14? Turn from their wicked ways. So it's turning away from a wicked way. And as we know, the word repent means to turn away and turn towards, right? When we repent from sin, when we leave the darkness, we turn towards the light and what we get rolling. We got to stop, drop, and get moving. Seek God's face. Quit staring at the fire and take off and go get the fire extinguisher, right? Turn from the shame and turn towards grace. That's all the time we have for the weekly special message. But if you would like to listen to more, please go to eccc.us or use the East Coast app. Now, here's a moment to thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 
Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.